welcome to the Dialogues Podcast. My name is Luis Felipe Lamusi. I'm your host for the season. And today I talk with Demika Hart, who is a former student here at George Brown College and was awarded last May as Entrepreneur of the Year. She and her business partner, Kiana Eastman, have an all-female creative agency called Unsign. So I talked to Demika to understand her path to here, her plans for the future, and mainly what kept pushing her towards this goal of being a successful entrepreneur. So let's hear. Okay, Demika, thank you for coming today. And so you are a farming student at George Brown. You did graphic design yep, here. I did. And you won last May Entrepreneur of the Year. I did, I did. Yeah, how, how was that? It was exciting. It was really exciting. I felt like it was like a, a big title to take on, Entrepreneur of the Year. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I'm, I'm working towards being that. Now you have your own company, yeah. the Unsigned Alphamayor Creative Agency. But how this mindset, how, how this idea of being a graphic design freelancer to own your own business, how, how did, did that grow in your mind? How was the, the starting point? Yeah, so it sort of came out from the idea of like, I had always worked like, I had part-time jobs before and freelancing actually showed me that I can make my own money on my own time. Okay. And I got to meet a lot of cool people along the way and got to like pretty much set like life on my own terms. And I was a little bit scared to like take the jump um, even I, I believe right into my first year of college, I was still um, I was still working, if I'm remembering correctly. But um, my mentor and business partner was like, "You need to like jump into this like full fledged." So I was like, "Yeah, I could totally do this, and this could be something that I could like make a living off of." And how how did that start? You you thought like, "Okay, I'm gonna open my own business now." So you you went to somewhere here, George Brown. So yeah, so it actually really started with I got I came here in high school actually for a dual credit program. I used okay. to go to Downsview secondary school um so that was really amazing for me i got the the chance to like learn how to do graphic design while i was still in high school and because of that i was put on the george brown email list so i got an email saying hey do you have a business idea why not come here for <laughs> six it. months yeah <laughs> and i was like i don't have a business idea but i could like i could figure something out i had some ideas that were like i was just sitting on like while i was in high school uh the original idea was to start a magazine Okay. I would, I've, I've always been interested in, in recording artists and like producing. I was actually like through high school learning how to produce music. Oh, really? So the idea was to create a magazine uh, called Unsigned, focused on highlighting unsigned artists. Oh. Um, so that's what I actually came into the program with. For the six months, we were building on our business plans. I came into the program with that idea. And then I met my now business partner and mentor, um, Kiana Eastman, who owns a recording studio called Sandbox Studios. Okay. And we teamed up in that program. Like I think it was like the last minute we teamed up and we realized we had different skill sets. She was a seasoned entrepreneur. I was a graphic designer. So we built each other's uh, plans and had a deal like, hey, like if we win, we're going like, to partner up and we're going like, to do this thing. So she actually told me, like, hey, you're a graphic designer. You like music. Why don't you just brand artists instead? So that's how the idea of Unsigned came came about since, since we were talking about your business first it's an all-female agency it is yeah the thing is uh, I, i was thinking about that about asking that but if you were a all-male agency yeah i wouldn't ask anything yeah there's a lot of all-male agencies yeah there that, are very 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 few women that are on i want to i, I want to know your thoughts and and, and why uh, all-female agency i know why but Sometimes we need to, to talk yeah, about that definitely. too. Yeah, definitely. So um, a lot of like creative agencies, even when you look at like the top like ad agencies, things like that, there isn't a lot of like women that are on the board in like high level positions. So us being a female agency doesn't mean that we don't work with men and don't work with guys. We, we collaborate with guys, we work with them, but we'll always give females an opportunity first to be in those like 
higher positions. Like we want the females to be the coders. We want the females to be the web designers and not just like the administrative positions. Okay. We want them to actually be working on like the bigger roles in the companies. And do you think that it's a mirror for other other companies? Yeah, too? definitely. Like for you're you're being a role model for for others. That's what we're aiming to be. Yeah, and it, and it's important, right? Definitely. Because I was reading a, a an article mm -hmm. that only 15% of the companies here in Canada are owned only by women. Yeah. So it's uh it's something we need to go through, we need to to make it even, right? Yeah, definitely. And another thing is that um even when we're like I'm always working on like building my business plan. Another thing that I learned is that a lot of those within that 15% of like female-owned and female-run companies, they're not necessarily in design and tech. They're more on the side of like retail or like administrative things yeah, or like yeah, yeah, maybe like true. helping with like kids, things like that. So we're also trying to like shift that, that norm that like women can also work in the tech field. Being behind the computer and like being coders and developers and things like that. That's still something that there's like a big gap. Yes, like, you're yes. not seeing that many women. I, I worked as like a freelancer with different creative companies. Okay. And that's kind of where I, I started understanding that a lot of these creative companies are like more like focus on like men. And like the teams were like more men. There wasn't a lot of women that were doing like oh. the things that I was doing. So 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 that that was the time that you noticed that. Yeah. Before that, you you. Before that, I was just on my own, and I was just like, hey, like this is new to me. I, I didn't even like go to school yet for graphic design. I mm -hmm. was just like, I could build a logo, and you could pay me two hundred bucks. So yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll totally do it for you. I was just like dipping my foot into the game, so I didn't really know much about the business at that time. Mm -hmm. But once I started working with bigger companies, then I started to understand like how the industry worked. What did you thought when you realized that all oh, men thing all oh, men and just that's when I started to realize that like something has to be like different or I started to realize like hey I would love to like work with like in a company where like my manager was a female or like the creative director was a woman um, and I would just want to see more of myself in there okay and I don't understand so you study graphic design at high school, um, high school? yeah well like, I kind of fell into it it was at the same time I was always like sketching in class so mm -hmm. I would get in trouble for that so <laughs> what had happened was I think it was in grade nine um the teachers had like sort of got tired of me like playing around with photoshop in class and they're like hey like you're pretty good at this stuff why don't you like design the yearbook but it was only a, like i think a grade 11 class so they just put me into that and then i started like designing the yearbook for the school oh. at the same time i started applying for different competitions where i'd get to go out to like waterloo um i actually don't remember the name of the competition but i, I won a couple times and it was like a national competition with um with different schools Never made it. I never won the national. I, I got the cities, though. That was, that was pretty <laughs> cool. Um, and at the same time, uh, like I said, I was, I was focusing um, on learning how to become an audio engineer. So at that same time, uh, I was learning how to, to become an audio engineer, but I was sketching and drawing things while I was supposed to be playing the piano. So I met um, another one of my mentors um, who works for the city of Toronto, and she, she actually worked for a design company. Um, so all this kind of happened at the same time while people were noticing that I was like cool at design in school and like in the community centers that I used to, to work at. She actually took me under her wing and then started teaching me a lot more like advanced like design skills and actually how to become like a design like business person. So while I was in high school, I was learning the technical stuff. And then in the community centers, I was learning how to like go meet people. And like I got my first uh, contract with the city of Toronto to design um, covers for um, a toolkit that went out. Across How the city. old are you, sir? At that point, I think I was like 15. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh so it was, it was a pretty big like job. Yes. Um, I ended up getting like a lot of connections out of that. Um, but yeah, so that's that's how I got started in graphic design. It was just like saying yes to a bunch of things and like my daydreaming and like drawing in class when I was supposed to be doing something else actually led me to figuring out that this is what I should probably be doing. I really like that 
that what you say say yes to a lot of things because that's, that's how I got my job that's, yeah yeah and that's how you start anything right? yeah saying saying yes even you don't know how to do it yeah right? I still do that to this day like somebody will ask me like hey do you know how to like design like a billboard or an app and I'm like yeah totally and then I'm like yeah let's like set up let's set up a meeting to talk and I'm like researching how to do this before I get into the meeting so I know how to like Because the, yeah, the like next yeah, because the next time when they ask you to 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 do that, yeah, you will know exactly because you were trying to do something. Yeah. you need to take some risks. And okay, so you said you built a lot of connections there. Any of these connections helped you to to keep this graphic design? Uh, path? Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. A lot of the people that um, I started out with in the community centers, uh, I'm still in contact to today, and they'll still like connect me with different people. Um, so yeah, the network that I built when I was like 14, 15, just starting out as a freelancer, like helped me build the connections that I have today. After that, you went to George Brown or did you did um, other So gigs? at this point where I took a year off of high school and that's where I found out about the, uh, the youth startup hub. So I graduated in 2014. Um, I think it started like the September. So like from 2014 to 2015, that's when I was in the youth startup hub. And that's when I was really focusing on like fleshing out that idea of the business and, and it's funny because you were like 19 at that point yeah like 18, 18 at that point yeah. and you're already thinking about your own business uh, did you had that i don't know your parents or your family you you saw like uh, where did that grow on you uh, um because you're it's awesome that yeah. you you in your 19s were thinking about okay i can run everything yeah Honestly, um, not a lot of people in my family are entrepreneurial. Um, my mom is definitely a go-getter. She'll always like make sure that she can like provide for the family. But if she wasn't like somebody who was like interested in running their own business, I didn't really grow up in an entrepreneurial family. Um, but it's more of my like just like my idea of always like saying yes to things. I just never want to like say no to an opportunity. I'm like, hey, like if I could do it, like I'll do it. That's how I got into it, pretty much. I saw the email. I'm like, I could totally start a business. I'm gonna <laughs> go for it. Why not? Like, what's the what's the worst that can happen? I don't get I don't get into the program. I'm gonna continue go to find like a summer job. I'll figure things out. So. <laughs> okay, yeah. the, I just I just say yes to everything. That's that's how I. Oh, like that it. is great. That is great. And, and you said that to, to this interview. Yeah, so. exactly. Here yeah, I am saying it. Which is crazy because I can. You're saying all the those stuff, and and I'm doing sound design here. Yeah. At George Brown. Nice. I, I'm cool. an audio engineer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but I never had mixed a song before. Mm -hmm. I always work with movies and advertisements. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and and then a friend of mine came. Oh, do you know how to record? mix a song and I said yes but I had no idea <laughs> and I did and that, that's the good thing because now I'm gonna do again and now I know what my mistakes were exactly because when somebody asks you to do something that like you you might have been thinking of doing it before because like I was like yeah like I'm the first time I got asked to do a logo I was like I would love to do a logo but nobody's like offered to pay me so if somebody's like asking can you do this I have this amount of money to give you I'm going to say yes so that I could figure it out so I could continue like keeping the momentum maybe I'll mess up the first time but now I have that skill to to go on with and now I, I want you to understand how was your path during George Brown mm -hmm. because it's not easy to be a student not at all you have a lot of assignments a lot of stuff yeah I, I can tell by myself and you were like studying working and trying to open your business yeah. It, it was stressful. I'll be very honest with you. It wasn't, it wasn't like all like roses and like happiness. It was a lot of like me like saying no to like, 
hanging out. I know a lot for a lot of people, the college experience is like partying, hanging out. I'm not gonna say that I didn't have friends. I built like an, an actual like amazing group of friends. Shout out to them. Um, but it was a lot of like in between classes. I was here early. I was at lunch, like sitting by myself, like answering emails, making sure that I got my assignments done. I'd have to like block out my time like really well to like manage both things because I had like real clients asking me where the work is, and then I had like my my assignments to do at the same time. So I had to really understand like. How am I going to balance those? And you get your fir first clients while you were at Jordan Brown? Um, you know, I believe I had, like, what had happened was, it wasn't, like, necessarily first clients. I took a lot of the clients that were that I was freelancing with. Okay. And they came back and they're like, hey, like, now it's time for us to, like, revamp our logo. So then I was like, I introduced them to the company. So a lot of the clients that I had were clients from freelancing. And at the same time, I was building, like, I was building connections from, like, winning the pitch competition at George Brown. Um, so, yeah, I ended up building a lot of, like, that clientele within that time before I started school. From being, uh, what changes? So from being a, a freelancer and now having your own company, do, do you think that the approach with the clients change? Uh, the, the way they look at you change? How, how was well, that? you know what, for a while, it was it was just me and my business partner in the company. Um, and it was more just like me front facing. So I'd be talking to the clients and then my business partner would be doing like all the strategy and things like that. Now what I'm seeing the changes, like now I have staff. So now it's like, it's a little bit of a, a, a curve for the clients because they were more used to like talking to D'Amika, the designer, and D'Amika, the admin person. But now I have an admin person, I have a graphic designer, oh. and I'm more of the creative, direct the creative director. So you're not going to get to talk to me on the phone as soon as you call, you're going to talk to the admin person. But yeah, most of my work is actually like, um, managing my team now, but it, it, and it, managing the money and the numbers, so yeah, which yeah. is fun. It's still fun, but like as like um, running a creative business, you don't really get to touch the creative stuff too often. But since you talk about the, the money, do do you think the do you feel the pressure of? I'm, I'm, I don't want to say like people like you are hiring people, you're yeah. paying people. Yeah. So, but do you, do you feel that pressure because you're so young and you change from a freelancer to to having a company? Do, do, are you feeling this pressure? Oh, yeah, there's definitely pressure. I was just talking to my friend yesterday because a lot of my staff is on, are on contracts, Okay. And which is fine because I can get people on contracts. But when I find somebody that I really like and like they click with the team and I'm like, I want to keep you here for like the next like five years or whenever you decide to leave, I want to keep you here forever. Then the pressure is on. I'm like, okay, I have to make X amount of money to be able to pay somebody like full time now. Like a part-time contract is not too difficult um, because there would be periods of time where like, that person will be finished their contract and then we're cool. We don't have to worry about making that extra bit of money. But when it's time to like start thinking of bringing somebody on full time, where you have to pay benefits, you have yes. to make sure there's insurance, things like that. Yes. Then that's when the pressure comes on. So I'm like, okay, like things are like getting real now. Um, that's when you stop sleeping. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's where I, that's where I'm at right now. But it's it's not gonna like it's not gonna kill me. But yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Okay, and the future, the assigned future. What oh, you are future. What you're expecting. Yeah. What you hope what you are building actually. Because uh, as an entrepreneur you don't dream. You you build you set goals, right? Yeah. So um we definitely want to be like the leading like one stop shop. Like our, our model is a little bit different in terms of the fact that we focus on not only like from strategy to actually doing the design but then printing. We want to be that go-to place for recording artists and small businesses to come and be like, yeah, I could come here, figure out what my business's problem is. They're going to help us with the strategy. They're going to build us some awesome designs. But then we could also get them printed in like that one place, which is a big pain point for a lot of small businesses and artists. So we want to be like that go-to space. That's what we're working for. Okay. Thank yeah. you for coming by today. No problem. It was great. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Thank you.
That's all for today folks, thanks for tuning in and I know I sound like a teenager YouTuber saying that in every episode, but please don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or on the podcast app that you use, it's really important to us. Also feel free to send me any feedback or comments at podcast at dialognews.ca. Thanks, see you next time and bye!